Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Bending from the end zone, he throws, and it's a flight away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, fumbles the football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United Recast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, you can read me on Bleach Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He's Will Blackman, Super Bowl champ, NFL vet. You can see him on FS1, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Will Blackman. And you can now follow him on Instagram as well, also, at Will Blackman. Don't want to miss out on any of that. All right. So, Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio. uh, Football Hall of Fame uh, inducted a number of guys uh, over the weekend. And it was nice that they let the old guys go first, like Gil Brandt and Johnny Robinson. Because Tony Gonzalez was last, and that was probably about four hours after the ceremony started, and I can imagine that's that's a little bit of a grind. In any event, um, it's not so much about the the Hall of Fame speeches. I'm just curious when it comes to being a a Super Bowl champ, an NFL vet, what the Hall of Fame seeing guys that you played with, played against. Seeing them go in, what's that? What's that like for you on a personal level? Um, it's just it's just validation, you know, for for their career and, and what they've done. Um, especially when you see, you know, first ballot guys like Tony Gonzalez and Ed Reed and you know Champ Bay, like like guys like that. You know, right. it's it's it, it's cool because it's. It's almost surreal because, you know, those guys I, I watched growing up mm-hmm. and then I played the same time as they have. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're going to the Hall of Fame. So that's just it's just it's, it's super cool. So when you see that and you know how great you had to be to have the career that you had. And I just anybody who the, the competition is so fierce, the the eye of the needle is so tiny for anybody just to make it as a pro 
much less make it for double-digit years. When you look at what your abilities were, are, however you want to uh, you want to phrase that, and you look at their abilities, what do you see as the distinction between a Hall of Fame guy and a guy like you who had considerable success, reached the top of the mountain, uh, fought through a lot of things, but like, wh- how do you distinguish between those two? What do you think the difference is or was? Well, I mean, I, I have made some, you know, fantastic plays on the defense, special teams, um, which which helped me because I had situations where I was like, okay, I'll be on the team. I might deal with some injuries, but then I'll make a couple of like outstanding plays. It's like, okay, this is like the will we we know, like, you know, and then I had other intangibles, but then you take guys like Champ Bailey and, you know, Ed Reed. I mean, they did that on a consistent basis. Hmm. They did that year in and year out, you know, um, and 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 in their time frame, they dominated. Yeah. You know, they always say the number one question when you enter a guy in the Hall of Fame is like, could you could you write history without them being mentioned? Right. Right. You know, right. And, and, and that's I mean, that's the difference right there. Right. See, um, that I think that's the thing that makes it unique for me in talking to you about this, because you had the ability to make dynamic plays that maybe not every guy could make. It was, and and so that in itself is special. And I just, again, you know, some of it, and I hate to say that luck is a factor, and it probably isn't. It's 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 sort of a, there's a inherent uh, physical ability to stay healthy that some guys have that some guys don't. No, but that's a that's a huge deal. I remember um, my last year on the Redskins. I was talking to one player just about health. Mm. And I'm like, man, like it's guys. I always say guys pay you for durability, not ability. Mm. If you want, like you said, as people say, you want the bag. Yeah. Then you better have a ability and be durable. Right. Those are the guys that get broke off. But if you're just healthy. I mean that's that's half the battle. Yeah. That's the main thing. Just be available. I, I I think it was um Brandon Carr. He's the cornerback on the Ravens right now. And I think in his four years in Kansas City, I don't think he had any picks. Yeah, I think you're however, right. However, however, when he went to Dallas, he signed a fifty million dollar deal. And the reason is he will he started. All 16 games for four years <laughs> as a rookie. His first, yeah, rookie year. Every, all 16 games for four years. Actually, how about this? Since 2008, for 10 years, 11 years, he's never missed a game. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's for him. That's 176 games. Yeah. Never now, missed a game. Now, how much is it? How much do you think it is? And obviously, not you know, doesn't one size doesn't fit all. But guys who can still perform while hurt or injured, and guys who simply don't get injured to the same level where it compromises their ability to play. Like which which do you think is more common? 
The guys. Oh, guys. Yeah, you. The injury rate in the NFL is one hundred percent. You're gonna get. No, it is. You're gonna yeah. get hurt. Right. You're never gonna be one hundred percent ever. Ever. I don't care who you are. Kickers. All. You're gonna be sore, tired. You're gonna have a strain. You're gonna have a hamstring pull. You're gonna you're have something. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for for me, it was catastrophic. I had to have surgery. Right. You know, you actually. Uh, there was one point, like you. It's so funny. Guys actually have surgeries all the time. You know, I had to have reconstructed knee surgery twice. So obviously, I you can't do anything with that. But when we played the Bengals in London in '16, I made a tackle on AJ Green and I shattered my whole thumb. Hmm. Okay, so I went in the in the X-ray room. They said it was, you know, I broke it and dislocated it, like flipped the knuckle pretty much. And they were like, "Okay, you're out." And um, I was like, "Well, I can still I can still run." Right. You know, so right. so they cast it up and then they actually ended up needing me. But it was our bye week the next week. I went home the next day after the game, um, went for my pre-op appointment, and then the next day I had surgery Okay. during our bye week, like a big surgery for my thumb. And then the next week came around and I played that, that week. Uh, and the rest of the season? The rest of the season. <laughs> wow. So I had, I had surgery in, in a – in like two days, and then I never missed another game that week. Well, I actually did because I got concussion one game, but I didn't miss a game for my thumb is the point. Yeah. There are times guys, guys might go have a, a quick knee scope, may go have a cleanup. And this now, is like this is, this is real operation, though. Now, do they report that? Do they have to report that? How does that work? Uh, uh, I believe they do, but, um, you know, it's – But it's also it's the, like, the way they deliver like, it. Yeah, unless it's like truly keeping a guy out the game. Like yeah. mine happened like straight up in there where it's like, damn. It could be something where maybe a guy had a pull and, you know, probably just got irritated. It's like, okay, we got to do something about this. Right. It didn't necessarily keep up the game. Right. But I feel like to your to answer your question, so many guys play through a lot of things. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it. Sure. And so it's like if you are healthy and you're available, you have more chances to make plays. Right. You know? Yeah. Now that makes sense. Um, how does that thumb work now? My thumb is good. Yeah. No issues? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. No issues with the, the knuckles, thumb. The knuckle's not still backward. Oh, no. Every, everything is golden. My thumb is great. Yeah. No problem, man. Good. I beat my son in a couple of thumb wrestling matches with my left hand. Oh, there you go. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, the legend of Baker Mayfield continues. He was at uh, an Indians game. And obviously the the uh, the cameras found him, and he uh, in order to get everybody hyped up, somebody tossed him a beer can. He bit into it, and then he chugged part of it. He was wearing a Francisco Lindor jersey. Let everybody know. Turned around, pointed to it. Got the got the crowd all hyped. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, lo and behold, have a rally and they end up winning in the game. Yes, exactly. First of all, <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever bitten into a can? Um, see, in college. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, um, first of all, when I first saw it, or for when I first heard about it, him chugging the, the, the beer. Shot, it's called shotgunning a beer. Yes. Right. Um, I thought, okay, what's going on? It's training camp, whatever. I, it, it was more for show than anything else. Yeah, he was having a beer while he was watching the game, and then he did this thing, but it wasn't like he... He he shotgunned the whole thing. He, he he did it for effect. But I just wonder: do, does is this a big thing? Is it a little thing? Is it no thing? As as far as 
we're in training camp, we're getting ready for the season, and yeah, taking in a game is one thing. Shotgun and beers and kind of being a crazy man is another thing. I, I just I don't know what the protocol is when it comes to training camp or especially when you're somebody as high profile as Baker Mayfield. I don't, I don't let's put it this way. I've seen plenty we've seen plenty of Aaron Rodgers and other guys uh you know chugging beers and and being in it, social it was, situations because it, it was in a respectable manner but but, but well no but it wasn't in training camp <laughs> i mean i guess oh that's the, that's the small oh, right, distinction right right and and i and again i'm what you know and i'm not comparing i'm just i remember going through training camp in college and um i didn't have anything i didn't i didn't drink so much as a beer uh during during training camp. Now, as we celebrated training camp being over and had a few. And I'll tell you what, man, they knocked me on my ass because I'd, I'd been training so hard. It didn't it was like one or two and I was out. But again, I want to put this in proper context from a player's perspective in seeing Baker do that. Big deal, little deal, no deal. No deal. Nothing. Oh, little deal. Just a le- not even a deal. Yeah, no okay. deal. Okay. All right. Because I guarantee you, it. it my, some people are reason. going to make a, a, a you know, people are going to point to I'll, it and say, this is a, you know, he's got to grow up or it's a leadership thing or focus. He's drinking or beer in training camp. You think nobody on the Raiders is drinking wine right now in Napa? <laughs> <laughs> They're having training camp in Napa. <laughs> okay. The, <laughs> <laughs> at the Marriott, which is right down the street. Yeah, from, I mean, no. there's wine everywhere. I've been we'll there. see on Hard Knocks. I guarantee you someone's drinking wine at Hard Knocks. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's no deal. My reason is 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 because of, one, he's he's an adult. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's an adult. And, and what he has done for the city of Cleveland, not only did he play out of his mind and – but he restored that city. He restored that franchise, which is why he was my pick for rookie year. Um, like b- before, between like 2010 and like 2015, what was going on in Cleveland? And I say that because that's when LeBron left and then he came back. Nothing. They finished, what, 13th in the East, 15th in the East, consecutive times. Same thing, the Browns. They finished dead last in the, in the AFC North, consecutive seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for the simple fact is, the reason why I say this is because when LeBron left the first time, right, Cleveland did horrible. Came back. Restored it. Mm-hmm. LeBron left again. Extenuating circumstances on the first time, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, right, right. I mean, LeBron left. LeBron left again, yeah. and then for Baker to come in and now he's the face of that city to happen after somebody of LeBron stature. Right. I think I, you know, I man, come on now, let let him be him. I mean, it's like that. It's like um anything. You know, you're gonna have people that like you, people that don't. That's just part of your success. Right. And I respect him for being himself. I respect him for going against the grain. Um, he's almost like he almost has um, I know it's only year two, but he kind of has like the the Gronk rule, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would say that it's no thing, but that it could become a big thing, simply because this. I don't want to equate him doing that with whether he's preparing for the season appropriately or whether his focus or any of that. But I guarantee you that if he struggles or the Browns struggle or there's some something comes up in which his focus or his preparation is questioned, 
then people are going to point back to this of course. as an example of... But that won't happen. Okay, why not? It won't happen. Why not? Because that's, because that's the type of player he is. That won't happen. Like, he won't... He does a good job of managing all issues and distractions. Hmm. You know, he know, he knows how to handle adversity. He knows how to handle all situations. Like nothing, nothing, nothing really bothers him and phases him. Okay, but I get that's no, no, no. I get that, but no, but I mean, I, but I mean, to the point where it's gonna get in the way of him. I'm not saying like he's fearless, like he doesn't care. He's gonna do what he wants. It's a right. difference in right. terms of being reckless. Right. It's, it's his day off. Right. Let him chug a beer in his dorm room the night before practice. No, no, no. I get that. I'm not, no, no, but but I mean, but I mean, like where where and how he's doing it, you know. Um, let him, you know, chug a beer right after practice or something like that. It's it's not reckless. It's a matter of like, okay, he's gonna do what he does. Yeah, I've been around plenty of guys who, you know, when it when it's time to like go and prepare and study and and train and play ball, like I'm here. I get I get all that, and I'm not I'm not I'm not connecting those two. What I'm saying is. You give the critics out there ammo to come back at you on that yeah, you have to deal fine. with when which it happens, like, like if something fine. happens. But but I, my my point is, I was saying this stuff because I'm saying that it's not going to happen. He's not it, even if the critics do come back on him with it, it's not going to distract him or get in and his I, way. And I don't think they can have it in their back pocket, but they're never going to have a, a reason to use it. Is my whole point. Okay. Okay. It's going to stay there because he's going to ball out again. Immense confidence in Baker Mayfield. Immense confidence from one in Baker. If, Will Black from day 1. Okay. Uh speaking of quarterbacks, I just saw this with ESPN. ESPN put out a ranking per position, which I actually appreciated. I think that that has far more value than just doing a a top 100 when you're mixing offensive players and defensive players, quarterbacks and tight ends and uh, defensive backs and linebackers. It's like, come on, yeah, there's there's no way to, uh, in in my mind, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a way to take guys who have disparate roles and then rank them and do it in a way that has any meaning. That's hard. Because, well, I, hard. I just I think it's, I think it's impossible, especially if you're going to go a hundred deep. If you want to take the the most impactful five players in the league, okay, I might I might be able to find a way to figure out how I could uh, make a case where that would have some reason and justification behind it. But when you go a hundred deep, the difference between a guy who's ranked fifty seventh and seventy third, and they're playing different positions on different teams, I'm like, you just now you're just now you're just trying to utilize as many names as possible to create as big a pool as possible to draw as much as in, as much interest as possible that's what that's what that's about but that said <laughs> you got to rank something though you just have to that's just what it, it is what yeah, it is I, you, you fuck, I guess you do i i'm not i the, the ranking thing the ranking thing is fun as long as it's not taken too seriously oh my gosh uh, so but here's my question um and, and when it came to quarterbacks they had uh, Patrick Mahomes ranked ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and they had Philip Rivers. I mean, excuse me, Andrew Luck, one spot ahead of Philip Rivers. Rivers was seventh, Luck was sixth. I want to say Mahomes was third, and Rodgers was fourth. Brady and Breeze were one and two. 
So I ask you, are you down with that? Are you putting Mahomes ahead of Aaron Rodgers at this stage? Right now, yeah. You are? Right now, yeah, for the simple fact that he's the MVP. Simple as that. How much does MVP, though, have to do with the collective success of your team? He was the team. They had oh, the worst. They had, on. they had the worst defense in the NFL. The worst. They had thirty, I think thirty-one overall in a thirty-second ranked secondary. The okay. absolute worst. I don't know if they were the I don't think they were the worst. Huh? <laughs> I don't think yeah. they were the worst ranked defense. All right. You're bringing this up and I have to research this. While the show's going on, which I never like to do, but you don't like. <laughs> but I, I'm having a hard time buying that. Okay, well, let, let's. I was having a hard time buying it. Let, um, because they made the playoffs. Exactly. That's my whole point. They didn't make the playoffs just because of Patrick Mahomes. And, and by play- the way, can we talk about yeah, some of the exactly other offensive what, weapons exactly. around him? Oh, the one that even got. If you're, yeah. Even you're if right. you're just gonna go offense, was the reason that they got there? I can't give that all to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, they had the second worst defense. Yes. Were the Raiders at the bottom? Who was at the bottom? Oh, the, the Bengals. Oh, that's right. Okay, so. The second. They gave, they, dude, their defense was giving up 400 yards a game. <laughs> I six, get six, all yeah. that, but if I look at Aaron Rodgers, the division that he's playing in, the, uh, the, the conference that he's playing in, what he had around him. I mean, they didn't have running backs, wide receivers. I just, I look at what he had to do for the Packers to be competitive, and I can't immediately go to Mahomes winning MVP automatically vaults him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Do I think he can be better? Do I think he's he's the We're closest? At going into 2019, yes. <sighs> I just it feels too soon to me. All right, let's jump to the other one. Because <laughs> because I mean this is the thing with lists is we can come up with a million different things. The I, I guess the the like the, right now do you have Zeke ahead of Saquon? Do I have Zeke ahead of Saquon? <sighs> yes, I do. A you do yes. why? Because it's yes. too soon. Yes. You sticking to your guns? Yes. Because it's too soon? Yes, it's too soon. Now, now could, Saquon be better, could Saquon be better than Zeke by the end of the year? Yes, he could be. Okay. Oh, but that's not what we're talking about. No, we're not. We're, but not, I, we're, not, we're not. And this is what happens. is Nobody wants to be late. By the, nobody, end, of last year, by the end of last year, Pat Mahomes was better than him. Uh, better than Aaron Rodgers. He, last year he was. By the end of last year. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's been proved. I think he's made some great plays. But when I look at all of the things that Aaron Rodgers has demonstrated, particularly his... Here's the distinction that I make. Aaron Rodgers, on the move, can thread a needle. And yes, I'm using that analogy twice here in the same podcast. Listen. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers so, so, can so the put guy- the ball... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So the guy who, the guy who, you know what Aaron Rodgers does well? He, he goes to his left. Okay. And he could throw a rifle. Okay. Right? Okay. But how about a guy who rolls to his left and throws it with his left? <laughs> Okay, but yeah. in, in, you need to in, watch. You need to rewatch some games from in last most, year. Okay, well, and you do the same because here, here's the I'm thing. Not doing the same. How many times has Mahomes on the run had to throw, make a pass into a squeezed space? A lot. As a, no, even I would say the, it's the reverse. Even to the, even to the he point escapes. Where he, has, he escapes. He throws up the ball, watch, and Tyreek Hill goes gets it. it. You can't throw it up to Tyreek Hill. Either Tyreek's wide open or he's not. That's right. Tyreek Hill ends up being wide open because nobody can catch him. He just heaves it. Tyreek Hill go, Hill go get and goes and you gets have it. The, you have the worst defense and the number one offense. Uh, see, now we're compensating. That's we're my compensating. whole point, though. And you still go to the AFC Championship game with, the, with that awful – and guess how they lost it? They lost it on defense because uh, I think D4 was it who jumped off sides. Okay, the Packers had neither a good defense or a good offense. I mean, they went turmoil anyway. They fired their head coach halfway through the season. Yeah. And they still finished 12th. Gives, gives you a reflection of just – you're talking about the, the, the Packers. Yes. Yes. You're talking about that, that, that. To me, all of that is a reflection of what Aaron Rodgers had to do. Everybody's blaming Aaron Rodgers for why he got. <laughs> yeah, and, and blaming him for everything. I so mean, it finished, is open finished, season on Aaron Rodgers right now, and I'm going to push 12. back on that. Green Bay finished 12th, um, offensively, and 15th, as in like the worst defensively. Right. Come on, man. What? They finished 18th overall defense. Right. The Chiefs were awful. I'm not saying they weren't awful. That's what that's what you don't get. They were horrendous. Not just no, like no, no. just I'm like not okay, that. I'm just not like when that. um just like the two thousand they say two thousand Ravens is probably the best defense of all time. Uh, most of them say the eighty five beers. But two thousand. Why? Because they can't name anything they did on offense. Mm-hmm. So why would they be considered the best defense of all time? Because pretty much they won all their damn games on defense. Are you now leaning toward calling the Chiefs offense one of the greatest of all time? No, I'm saying I'm stating my case why Mahomes is Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Luck. 50 touchdowns. Luck ahead of Phillip Rivers. 12 TD. 55,000 yards passing. 50, 50 touchdowns. Here we go. No, I'm not going to – I'm not – you can throw all the stats you want. He threw – he doubled Aaron Rodgers' touchdowns. Doubled. Who was Aaron Rodgers throwing year. to? Who Devontae was Aaron Rodgers throwing to? Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham. Okay. Oh, yeah. What? No, 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 no. Not, this isn't Jimmy Graham from like f- f- three four years ago. This is Jimmy, Jimmy Graham who's Jimmy bounced Graham, around the league Jimmy, at this point. Jimmy Graham just had 10 TDs the year before with Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll move on because I can do this all day. Come on. Phillip Rivers or Andrew Luck? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, double-digit touchdowns. Anyway. <sighs> Talking about four years ago. Get it together. Okay. But by the way, Jimmy Graham's the luckiest man alive. 
Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Luckiest men alive? To be a, for a receiver? To get those three? Yeah. You know who else is lucky too? Brandon Cooks. He had Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Goff. Last year, Goff. That's pretty good. Anyhow, right now. Tell me, are you trying to tell me that Jimmy Graham is as good now as he was three years ago? Yeah, I think he's still good. I think he's still good. I think Travis Kelsey's better. That's not what I asked. No, but we're comparing in terms of like weapons. Okay. Because you said who does he have? Yeah. Thank you for thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's fine. Look at all of the, I mean, look at all of the talent that Mahomes has around him, compared to what what Aaron has around him. It's not a it's not a fair comparison. Okay. Especially if you're going to go to numbers. Okay. <laughs> you kind of gave up on that easily. All right. Luck versus Rivers. Andrew Luck. Why? For your simple fact, what you just said. <laughs> what? Look what's around them. <laughs> I mean, he, you know what, though? T.Y. is probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL. T.Y. Hilton. Marlon Mack is outstanding. However, he does have the best O-line in football right now. Mm. now. He does. And if you get right, if you give him time, very, very dangerous. I and get yeah, and he threw for more yards than Philip Rivers last year. I get all that. Although Rivers was selected to the Pro Bowl ahead of him. And then when Rivers d- bailed, Luck got, took his place. Again, when, you know, when we talk about playing through injury and everything else, Rivers' durability, it goes back to our, our original. I mean, Rivers His durability is durability where, though? Like what? Rivers has been able to suit up and play. When he had an ACL injury? Yeah. I mean, and, and as you said, like all the nicks and dings that you're, as much as he gets hit, you're going to tell me he hasn't played with things that aren't necessarily uh, banner headlines? No, he's, fam- he's famous for that one playoff game versus New England. Uh, I think it's the AC Championship game um, where he played with a torn ACL. Okay. Yeah, because right now he has the, the longest streak. For um for games that in itself I can't put Andrew ahead of him because okay. I haven't been but able to you, count on you, whether he's going to be there or not. If you can't throw the football, then what are you going to do? Andrew Luck uh, had no shoulder. I understand that. If you're asking me who I think has the better skill set, I can say Andrew Luck. I think he better skill set. Yes, I think he can do more things than Philip Rivers can. I think he's a better athlete. But if you're if you're counting durability and availability as part of the equation, I can't put Andrew ahead of him. It can't be pure ability. If we're just looking at the prism of pure ability, it goes back to what we were talking about with the Hall of Fame. There are guys that have done things that other guys simply can't do, but there are guys who are there and available. You just talked about Carr and getting the deal that he got. I mean, there's a value in just being there on a consistent basis. And Rivers gives me that, and he gives it to me enough versus what Andrew has given. And I look, I'm a big fan of Andrew Luck. I still think he can come back and be a great quarterback. I'm pulling for he that. Already, he already did do that. What, this last year? Yes. 
Very good. He came back and like lit it up. Very good. Lit it up. Very good. Forty. He threw more than yards than Phillip Rivers last year. Okay. Again. Lit it up. The way the after Chargers whole, offense. After missing a the whole way the year, Chargers offense operates versus the way the Colts offense operated. In terms of what? In terms of what they're going to rely on the most. Are they relying on Rivers throwing the ball as much as the Colts were relying on Luck to throw the ball? Um, Luck threw the ball damn near 500 times last year. Okay. That is like insane. That's right. That's right. Which that's not, that's not, they're, they're trying, they want to be able to run the ball. That's right. But they couldn't. Which is why his numbers would be so huge. It's not that they couldn't. It's because he was playing so well. It's because they can't. It's because they couldn't run the ball, bro. They were playing so well. If your quarterback is hot, you don't th- you don't need to do anything else. If you're trying to protect Andrew Luck, you're, you're not trying, trying to, to protect balance, him. Though. You're trying to you're trying to balance that. I you're would hope that they're trying to protect, protect Andrew Luck. Ran for, Marlon Mack almost had a thousand yard season last year. Okay. He ran for nine oh eight. Okay. Because they had a running back up by committee. They had the other guy, uh, Naheem Hines, also, too. They did a lot of um, throwing to them. Because Naheem Hines had like, I think he had like, he had like almost 70 receptions receiving. Did I say that? If I said the San Diego Chargers, I apologize. I don't know that I'll ever get that out of my head. That's okay. But they did run the ball last year. They had 1,700 yards total like with them running the ball between their three running backs how many yards 1700 yards rushing between their three running backs marlon mack had 4.7 yards per carry okay and andrew luck went off still i want to hear that that tomfoolery (laughs) foolery oh i'm just looking at what river right filler was through the ball 500 times last year I know, I what did Andrew, how many times did Andrew Luck throw the ball? Probably uh, 639. He was he was trying to prove they were trying to prove that his shoulder is just fine. That's right. Yeah, and it, it is. And you how many yards and how many yards did Luck throw for? Uh 4600 4, yards. So with those additional 100 some throws, he only threw for 100 more yards or so than Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, they both had six six yards. Six. Uh, Phil had six point three yards per. Uh, no, that was a TD ratio. Yeah, no, he had eight point five per pass. Yes, eight point five per pass. With uh, and how many how many TDs did uh, did Luck throw for? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? I'm just curious. Huh? I'm just curious since you're you're pulling out his stats. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay. To Phillips, thirty two. I like luck. I know. I won't go into QBR or any of that stuff. I won't get into that. We won't get into that. Again, here's my whole point. I mean, this and this is again where we can, you know, we can chew over all the stats we want. Bottom line is availability. You said it yourself. Availability, durability, those things count, and I think they count more in football maybe than. In, other, in any other sport. They're certainly important in every sport, but I think especially in football, the ability to play injured, the ability to, 
to stay healthy is just a, a, a tremendous factor that I'm going to weigh more heavily than, obviously, than Will Blackman. All right, last Look, thing Ange, I want to get into. Ange, Andrew Luck had, in his, what, one, two, three, four, five, six years, he's had four 10-plus winning, 10-plus wins. Well, before he got hurt, he was on a roll. I w- it was amazing what he was doing. And then he came back doing. and jumped into double digits. Philip Rivers has one in how many years he played? I had was two it seasons. Right? I had it's two fifth. seasons where I had two seasons where Bonds Andrew Luck basically, basically couldn't play. One season he couldn't play. Philip only won ten plus games four times his whole career. Okay, again, what now we're now we're going to look at career stats. I'm not talking Hall of Fame here. That's what, okay. That's my whole point about the whole Aaron Rodgers Mahomes thing. Yes. What? Overall, better quarterback like all, ability all time as of is, right now. As of right now, you guys. As of right, me, right, you, right now. So here's exactly. the thing. That's everything being everything being equal. That's my everything whole being point. <laughs> everything being equal. That's my. Whole you got to win. You got to. <laughs> you got to win a game. Tomorrow. Patrick, done deal. Wow. Okay. I'm going the other he's, way. He, Patrick's in the zone right now. I'm going the other way. You don't know what he's going to get with Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur. You don't know what's going to happen. I've got more. I've got my guy. My guy has more experience in pressure situations by far than Mr. Mahomes. By far. So if I need to win a game, I'm going to go to the guy who has more experience in I got to win a game. All right, I want to get to. Um, we'll leave yeah, the. Yeah, because guess what? When he won the game, he had a top five defense. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did when he was winning. Okay, here we go. Top I'm, five I'm, defense. I'm let. I'm, I'm letting this go. I'm leaving. Top this five up. defense. I'm he going. did. At one, I think 2009, they were number one. You give me Charles Wilson on the other side. I'm winning the damn Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> you give me a fresh Clay Matthews. We're winning the damn Super Bowl. All right. Mm. You give me two Pro Bowl safety defensive backs. That's why they went and got a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. And Steve, they fired their coordinator, to my point. Did the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I missed that. What do you mean? You're talking about as if these, things, these Rogers, two things were equal and the Packers got it done because of other guys. The Packers Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes didn't all... accomplish what the Packers did. So why are we making that comparison? Uh, my thing is because the Packers had a top five defense. At that time, we're not at, comparing yeah. that year. But I'm just to saying, I'm just saying, when he did get a ring, when Aaron Rodgers, he had a top five defense. Pat Mahomes had the worst. That's why they they fired their coordinator because they knew it wasn't Mahomes. Mahomes is why they got there. That's why he got MVP because he's the reason they got, they haven't had a chance. <laughs> I don't know how you don't see that. I am not discounting You're that the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not even sure I would argue with Patrick Mahomes being the MVP. I'm just saying his being selected as MVP. I'm not going to argue the MVP. You would with who? Um, Aaron Donald. Eh, Okay, you'd argue it, but would you ultimately? Would you ultimately? You wouldn't pick Aaron. You wouldn't pick Aaron Donald. Todd Gurley and Jared Goff, and there's too many other guys that. No, there's not. That, that contributed to the Rams' success? Okay, everybody contributes, but you have to pick an MVP. Okay. 
And you would pick and Aaron Donald. Some, you would pick Aaron Donald over Patrick Mahomes. I did actually. Did you really? <laughs> Dude, he single-handedly won games. Surprises on this he podcast. Actually, he single-handedly today. won games. He actually beat the Ram. He beat the Chiefs. He beat Mahomes by himself. Oh, by himself. That had, that had to you don't was, even was, believe that. Was, you don't even believe the, that. All right. Dude, okay. That he beat him by himself. All those damn turnovers on defense that turned the points was because he hit Mahomes. All right. We have to we have to wrap this up, and I want to ask you one more thing before we go. Can you let this go now? Yep. Carmelo Anthony made the media circle or went on ESPN to plead his case about wanting to play, still wanting to play in the league, still capable of playing in the league. I don't dispute any of that. Uh, Des Bryant's guy from the NFL side of things that I thought the same thing. Capable of still playing in the league from a talent perspective. But because of the question of whether he would be happy and content in the role that his talent now would, uh, would, would suggest, teams are just steering clear. It's not worth it, is the view. Now, I ask you this because I'm curious. Because I feel as if from a physical standpoint, you would make the case, you know what, I can still play in the league, and yet you're not. And the circumstances are different. But that said, how do you feel when you see a Carmelo Anthony pleading his case and saying, I should still be playing, when somewhere in the back of your head, you're thinking the same thing? Um... The question is, does he help teams win games? Mm-hmm. Is he going to make your team better? Mm-hmm. That is the question. Same thing with Dez. Fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Unreal talent. Is he going to make our team better? Right. That's At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You know? So um, teams are looking at it and – Ultimately, deciding if that's if that's if that's the case, you know, is it is it is it worth it? Is it right. worth it? Is is it going to help us improve? You know, in my case, am I going to make a team better? You goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. You, I am right. I mean, Redskins were four and twelve and fourteen. I got released from Seattle. They brought me in. We went nine and seven. I was starting that corner. We won a division. <laughs> Thank you very much. The next year, we go, we're 8-6-1. We have one game left. I'm starting at safety. We have one game left to go. I mean, it's in our hands. Beat the Giants, which we already did, and go into the playoffs. Defense, we held, we held the Giants to, I think, like, defensively to 10 points. Right. That's Odell. That's everybody. Cruise all of them out there to mm-hmm. 10 points. Mm-hmm. My man, Kirk. <laughs> That's <laughs> the game where I came off of Kirk, I'm telling you right now. Like my, my dog, Kirk, man. <laughs> Throwing them picks, bro. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, I did help, you know. Same thing. When I was in um, Jacksonville, they kept rotating corners. Eventually, you know, I went out there. It was tough in Jacksonville, though, because we overall, we just weren't a good team. I'm not going to bring that up. Right. That was not good. Well, so... This is the reason I asked the question. I go to the Giants. We win the Super Bowl. What's up, baby? Right. Here's the thing. If I were in your shoes and I had your career and I carried, I brought the intangibles that, that you bring to the table, 
if I heard somebody like Carmelo Anthony saying, man, I know I can still, are you telling me that there are, you know, I can't make the rotation, that there are 10 guys on every team that are better than me? There aren't. Correct. Correct. There aren't, but there are 10 guys who we value more. Exactly. And see, this is the thing. If I were you, I'd be like, dude, don't tell me about talent. I know your talent, but I did I did everything right, and I'm on the outside looking in. That's so, what's crazy. You can do all the right things, and it don't even matter. You can. That's what's so weird about professional sports, especially in football. You can do everything right. You can, I mean, be versatile, do the right thing. You can lead. You can make plays, yep. at the, and then it don't matter. Yep. Or you can be talented, but you're expensive, you're cap, you know, there's cap issues or mm-hmm. there's, there's so much going on mm-hmm. that going on with you where the teams will still keep on because it looks good because you're talented. Right. Right. You, just, you want, you look at somebody who, who keeps winning every year, year in and year out, new England. Yeah. Cause they, they have value, right? They have guys who are interchangeable, who have value and who understand the mission of that team. Well, they also it. like a guy with Carmelo probably got a rope longer than expected because he can he can score he could score but also he is an attraction he's a viable name that people would pay to come see watch yeah you'll pay for it they'll pay for it now and you'll pay for it later exactly exactly and and the patriots work off of a different model like yeah they have they have the tom brady's that ultimately that's what you come to see. But they, they're, they are a throwback, and they're like, we're going to build a team that you're going to want to watch because we win because of how we play. And yeah. there are plenty of teams who operate from the model of we're going, to, uh, we're going to build a team that is going to be exciting, is going to attract people to watch, not necessarily because they win, but simply because we are an entertaining team. Losing team, but an entertaining team. All right, that does it for... This episode of Buker and Blackman battling to the end. No, Buker and Blackman, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the WeCast, the United WeCast Network. In the next podcast, part four of my stories about the Warriors' old home. Uh, don't forget, we love and appreciate you rating the show. If you want us to do something for you, take that rating, iTunes, wherever you get it, screenshot it, send it to at Buker Friends and you'll be eligible to win some prizes. All right. That does it. For Will, for myself, as always, thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.